0: Make this happen in four, three, two. It's me. It's me. It's your favorite PhD that ain't using his degree, Dr. Goose, back again on the line. It's been over five months, Mr. Fermi. Welcome back to your Anonymous Gamblers Podcast. Thank you, Goose. Man, I'm am super pumped for the season. Glad to be back for another one. It's gonna we're gonna have a blast. It has been tumultuous since we were supposed to have a March Madness uh, 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 podcast. I had COVID and was hospitalized. Thank you to everyone who was supportive and continually communicated throughout. I, I had the Trump cocktail. I got the Remdesivir and the Dexamethasone something and the Doxycycline um it, it was quite a roller coaster ride for me but i'll tell you what in, in looking towards the season here um a, a lot of teams are, are taking an aggressive approach to the season um you know the NCA came out and said if anyone gets shut down with covid um that's going to be a forfeit so I'm wondering your thoughts. We're going to talk about conferences, and we're going to talk about wind totals. And I'm wondering your general, broad thoughts about the upcoming season, and um, you know what could eventually unfold. Yeah, I mean, definitely wind totals taking overs on wind totals with
1: that risk of COVID is is definitely a a thought or something that has to be in the back of your mind. But I am leaning towards a bunch of overs I think the NCAA is going to do everything they can to keep these games moving and get them all in um, we'll just see how this Delta variant affects the, the season this year I hopefully um, everybody's taking enough precautions to make these
0: games happen I hope everyone stays safe and I, and I hope we can get through the season for me I'll tell you what in am watching the World um, I'm sorry the Euro Cup soccer I just absolutely love seeing fans again for me gotta have it man gotta have it changes changes the whole game
1: I know and I'm, I'm Equally as excited for the NFL as well, because I can't imagine watching NFL games without fans, same with college football, so um, that, that was rough last year with no fans, but I'm, I'm glad they did what they could, uh, but this year, I'm, I'm really pumped, it's going to be awesome.
0: Let's get into it, let's go right through Phil Still's book here, one of our favorites, our little mini college football bible, and we're going to go conference by conference, every single conference, we're not going to go over every team, if there's someone that sticks out to us, we'll talk about them. Um, SEC for me, you know, thinking big college playoff, uh, college football playoffs, um, we're not going to get into expansion and what they may or may not do. Um, you know, the rumors are true about Texas and Oklahoma coming over. I don't see that changing play, but there's really two teams, Alabama and Georgia, that seems to be it. Uh, is this the year that Georgia uh, tackles over, uh, overcomes, excuse me, uh, Alabama and takes the SEC title?
1: I, honestly, I don't think so. I I think Alabama's just built, they have too many horses, they just reload every year. I feel like I say it every year on the podcast. Um, I do think LSU is going to have a good year, and I like Mississippi's offense, um, but I don't know that their defense can hang in the the West, so I I think Matt Coral is going to have a really big year offensively with Lane Kiffin. We know that he likes to, to step on necks when he can, so... Um, I think they will put up some huge numbers. Like I said, though, no, I don't know that the defense is going to keep them in a ton of games.
0: Well, I refuse to bet on the Tennessee Volunteers under six after they screwed me last time for me, though. Uh, their schedule is a little, a little juicy there. Bowling Green, Pitt, Tennessee Tech. Should look to go at least two and one there. And then the rest of their schedule, away at Florida, Mizzou, Bama, and Kentucky. Uh, and then they have South Alabama towards the end. I don't care. I'm just saying... Uh, I refuse to touch this Tennessee team. I'm just putting that out there for anyone who wants me to lick my wounds from two years ago when Tennessee totally screwed us over.
1: Yeah, I'm not touching that either. The one that I'm still sort of considering is I'm seeing LSU over eight at minus 135. Their out-of-conference schedule is very favorable. They get Auburn at home, Florida at home, Texas A&M at home. They do go to Bama, which I would chalk up as a loss, but... I think they can win nine games. They have, they have nine starters back on both sides of the ball. Um, they're going to be tough. Edwards around the winner. Um, they, I know that they can compete. So that's the one that I have not betted, but it's, it's definitely on my radar. As a
0: homer fan there, for me, any thoughts on the Florida Gators?
1: I, 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 think, Georgia, I think Georgia beats them this year. I, I don't see Florida making the SEC championship. Obviously, as a fan, I would love to see it happen, but... Without Trask, I, I think that a, leaves a pretty big void. He's, he was really, really good last year, and they lost Kyle Pitts to their best playmaker and Kadarius to, to Tony. So I know they'll have they'll have guys to step in, but they're losing a lot of firepower from from their really good offense last year. So I just think they're going to come up short to Georgia.
0: Is Texas A and M truly a national a national contender?
1: Oh, uh, I'm saying no, but I mean they if. Of course, if they beat Bama, I mean, obviously yes. But I, I just don't see that happening. They're going to have to squeeze in with one loss, and in order to do that, they're going to have to win at LSU in the last game of the season, at Ole Miss, and then they get they get Auburn um, at home. I don't, I don't think they have an easy schedule this year. I I think they're gonna, they're going to be tested, and they lost Kellen Mond.
0: Big Ten. Everyone knows there's Ohio State and then the rest. Wisconsin has a pretty good team returning a lot. They were beat up by COVID last year. I actually have a play in the Big Ten. I know you do as well. I'm just going to start off because I'm going to say haters going to hate. And I'm taking under 8.5 for Penn State. And I know that you had it at 9. I wish I would have got that 9 because I definitely would have been taking that 9. But their schedule to me is not favorable. You look, they're at Wisconsin. I don't see them beating them. Ball State's tough, but they will beat them. Auburn, I truly believe, is a toss-up game. They will beat Villanova. Indiana, I do not think is as good as everyone says, and they kind of run just basically off of Penix. That's really what it comes down to. Is he even going to be healthier in the game by October? Who even knows because he's been injured consistently. They're at they're at Iowa, and then they go bye week. Iowa is a tough place to play, and I think Iowa can compete down there with, with Wisconsin um, down in the West. Then you throw in a bye week. Illinois, not Illinois, there's only one Illinois. Uh, they'll beat them. Then listen to this: at Ohio State, at Maryland, Michigan at home. That is not easy. And I know Maryland is not a great team overall, but they have certainly made this a rivalry game. And if the schedule, in, in my opinion, points and leans towards Maryland, to say, "Hey, look, that's their game," right? Like say what you will about any other parts of of the. Con- Because Maryland, at the end of their schedule, is like Michigan State, then Michigan at home. Yeah, that's a big game. And then at Rutgers. I mean, they go not back-to-back weeks. And they're coming off of Indiana at home. So they get two home games in a row. And then, uh, you know, Penn State, this is their second road game. Man, I'm telling you what. I'm not going to say that they are going to win. But I'm just going to say that that schedule is not favorable. So run through it. 12-game season, right? Wisconsin, Auburn, Iowa, Ohio State, Maryland. Michigan. I mean, even if Penn State goes eight and five, that's not over. I think I think this this conference is going to beat the pipe out of each other. I think it's very similar to the Pac-12, where there are a lot of good teams. I've heard chatter for me, and correct me if I'm wrong, that there's going to be a lot of ranked Big Ten teams that have, you know, seven and five eight and four I might have said eight and five that was a mistake eight and four seven and five top 25 teams records in the at the end of the season I just see this as a meat grinder the big 10 is tough as it is I don't care what anyone says I may have knocked it in years past but that's just because I'm a hater and I openly admit that but the fact is is that this 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 is a dog eat dog world in this one and I'm saying I'm not taking it over so give me under eight and a half for Penn State yeah, that's a good bet. I, I know Phil Steele likes them
1: to be a bit of a surprise. I think he likes their upside. And I know they get Noah Cain back this year, which was a big a big return because I think last year I don't think he played a snap. I think he got hurt in preseason um, in a
0: practice and it was a it was a major injury. So I think get, hit them getting Noah Cain back is a game changer. I think I think that definitely benefits their offense quite a bit. But their problem is their offensive line is not very good.
1: Yeah, you're right. Yep. Yeah.
0: And, and, and all they have is Clifford. That's it. There's no one else backing him up. So no, no one notable. I mean, again, someone that tell me that I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm okay with that. Fine. I, I don't. But I'm just telling you that I, here's the other thing that I've heard consistently for me. And I'm sorry for cutting you off. We're trying to, get back, trying to get back in sync. And I apologize. You know, James Franklin's a phenomenal uh, recruiter. But how is he as a coach for me? Yeah, I'm with you there, man. I, I think he's somewhat of an overrated
1: coach. I do think he's a good recruiter. But I don't think their, their signings this year were, like, really highly touted. Um, I know historically they've brought in a lot of a lot of big recruits, and I know they have some good classes coming up. But I, I don't know that this year they're getting any dynamic freshmen, um, like at the Micah Parsons kind of level, you know what I mean? But, um I know Parker is supposed to be really good as well. He's certainly he's out. wide out.
0: I think worst case scenario they're three and best best case scenario they're 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 three and one after the first four weeks. They could be two and two if they're two and two and roll into Iowa and they end up at that point, you know, three and three because they lose at Iowa. This thing is pretty much in the bag in my opinion. Yeah. So
1: I'm, I am going to that Indiana game. Um, in Happy
0: Valley so. really you're going, you're going to Indiana that week
1: I'm going to Penn State, I'm going
0: that's to Penn State. What, I mean I mean. you're going to the Indiana game that's yes. what I meant I'm yeah. sorry um, yeah I'm going to uh, October 2nd I'll be at Texas Tech West Virginia but we'll get to the Big 12 in a second you have someone that it's so funny I'm going to go under you're going to go over who are you going over on Fermi yeah so I'm I, you probably remember this from two years ago I'm, I'm a big TJ Fleck fan and I think Minnesota could surprise some people this year um their
1: over is at 7, it's minus 110, so that is a pretty firm line. Their their one flaw, their most notable flaw, I should say, is their run defense. But they do return 10 starters on both sides. I know their defense is going to be improved. Um, from what they, they lost a lot coming into last season. So a lot of veteran leadership is coming back, which is really important. Their biggest loss on offense was Rashad Bateman, who is in the NFL right now. But Tanner Morgan's back, Autumn Bell's back. They Have a really good running back staff, and all big, all five um, linemen are back. So, I I really like Minnesota on offense. They're going to ball. They're going to be ball control offense. Um, I think they're going to hang around, and I I like their odds of getting over seven. I think they can win eight games. Um, I I definitely think they can they can push at seven. Um, worst case scenario. The other team that I'm sort of mulling over. I haven't I haven't placed the bet yet. Is Northwestern. Under six and a half, they have lost a ton of talent um, since last year. I know they did have a good year last year. They were seven and two, but they only returned four starters on both sides of the ball. So Pat Fitzgerald's a good coach. He always grinds out wins and finds a way to win. But I, I just think they lost a lot. They lost their top two tacklers. They lost um, Peyton Ramsey. They lost their top four receivers. Like, they just have some really big holes. On an offense that that really wasn't that dynamic to begin with, so under six and a half is definitely a number I would like to watch. Um, they're going to beat Indiana State, Duke, Ohio, but I could see them struggling in conference. Um, so that's that's one that I have not placed, but I'm I have a close eye.
0: I will not touch West, Northwestern with your money. I, they're just they're so hard to bet. I just I mean they were seven and two last year. You know you say what you will. I thought shortened season, but still. I mean they only lost to to Ohio State, you know, 22 to 10. My goodness. He's doing something right. I think you're I think you're correct. I think everyone knows that he's a very good coach. Um, yeah, absolutely. He had a bad year in 2019, but I mean 7 and 6, 10 and 3, 9 and 5, 3 and 9, 7 and 2. You look at their past bowls. He's won four bowls in a row from 16, 17, 18 and then 20. He beat Pitt. He beat Kentucky. They beat Utah. I said he, and then they, and then they beat uh, Auburn last year. I mean, goodness gracious! Uh, tough team to tough team to bet on. Tough team to play. me over or under? Two coaches being fired out of the Big Ten this year.
1: After the season? Yes. Over unders at two. I think two will get fired. So that's probably a great line. Jim
0: Harbaugh, and then.
1: It's so hard to say Harbaugh's going to get fired, but, I mean, if he struggles this year, I think there's a case to make it happen. Jim Harbaugh, Scott Scott
0: Frost, is he in trouble?
1: Yeah, he was on the hot seat last year, but it's unfortunate. This is only his fourth year there. um, And, I mean, we saw how good he was previously, but Adrian Martinez just never really. He thought when when he got Adrian Martinez that he was going to be the next, you know, Scott Frost type quarterback. And it's just never really materialized and part of that was what he had around it. So we'll see if he gets his legs going this year. Jeff Braum. Potentially, yeah, at Purdue.
0: Could be tough. Yeah. Could be could be tough there in the big Big Ten, uh, t- tough conference to play. Did you have anyone else in the Big Ten or was that it?
1: No, that was it for me.
0: Let's transfer over to Big Twelve. Judas's Oklahoma and Texas leaving uh, f- 60 to 120 seconds for me, your thoughts on this situation.
1: Well, I mean, i it's always been a money-driven, you know, sport with, I mean, with the volume of bowls and um, lesser lesser colleges coming or lesser universities playing these powerhouse schools for a big paycheck And you know, week six when it really doesn't matter. It's always money-driven, TV contracts, there's just so much money involved. And understandably so. I mean, I, I, I get that. It's unfortunate that this talk of a power conference could—I don't want to say ruin sport because that's definitely not the right the right context—but um, it's going to make a lasting impact. I, I think it's going to devalue um, the conference itself. I mean, especially if if the playoffs become sixteen, and then you know eight of the teams could come from one conference or any, something crazy like that. I mean, that's what I really don't want to happen. I love that there's a conference championship and it's meaningful right now. And I think if, if this all gets piled up in you know one to three conferences, I think it devalues um, a lot of those mid-major conferences. And that's what's been, been so fun to watch the last couple of years with teams like Coastal and Liberty and UCF and you know what I mean. There's so many schools that that are making a big splash. Cincinnati, um, but we'll see what happens. That's a little bit of a rant, but I, I hope money doesn't truly ruin the sport.
0: You're within a minute and thirty seconds, so you're good. I'll say this much: people have asked me my opinion. I say go to the Pac-12. A lot of people don't like that. That's my per. That that that's what I would like to see happen. I'm, I'm a nerd, but I think academically they align. That's and I know that's not what it's about. I, I know it's about the the TV revenue. I know it's about the dollars. But their basketball team is good. For I'm talking about Texas Tech. I'm talking about other schools. Texas Tech is good. Kansas is good. Um, Baylor has has a tough basketball team. Oklahoma State has a good basketball team. I think West Virginia should go to the ACC if they can. I don't even know if the ACC would take them. Uh, but. If you're going to bring teams in, I don't see how Cincinnati... Again, I understand West Virginia is playing in the Big 12, but I don't see how teams like Cincinnati fit in. Houston, I, I, I just don't see it. UCF that's that's uh, you know some weird amalgamation of a conference and regionally it just doesn't make sense to me i understand why they may do it because of the brand name quote unquote because they're the they're the p6 schools and i i I can appreciate that the same goes for like boise byu you know what i mean teams like that utah uh i'm sorry not utah I'm, i'm sorry i meant to say um I, mean, I meant to say, thinking of teams out that way, when I, th- when I think of open teams like Boise State and BYU, then regionally I throw in Utah and Colorado, right? But they're in the Pac-12, and then you throw in Nebraska, like the old Big 12, which was had Colorado and Nebraska in it. But I don't see Nebraska leaving the Big 10 anytime soon, and I heard rumors of Kansas going to the Big 10. So you know, I'm okay with the four conferences. I, I understand why the Big 12 would want to still have their own. Um, I heard the, the, the Big 12 and the Pac-12 were in talks with the ACC. Uh, there's so much going on. They said that, um, you know, at the end of the day, when the, when, when the suits come in, you know, Texas and Oklahoma might not have to wait for me till 2025. They might be out next year. So it could it could come really fast because it's all money driven, right? Like where do they care what it costs to get out or what their buyout is or, or whatever if they're going to go and make that revenue anyways, I which I still don't understand because Texas has their own television network, but whatever. We're not here to talk about that in full. We're here to talk about wind totals and I've got one and y'all know where I'm going. I'm taking this over. I'm ta- What's that? Yeah.
1: We do. We know where
0: you're uh, uh, you uh, This is a homer pick. I don't recommend it. By the way, all my picks are two units. I'm putting a hundred, a uh, hundred for me. Uh, Fifty dollars a unit is my standard. So fifty-five with juice, standard for minus one ten. Um, all my picks for the wind totals and one conference to uh, one conference championship is uh, two units, a hundred dollars for my place and i have to take over for texas tech over five and a half um caution to the wind to anyone who wants to take this with me um i read a beat writers article a couple days ago after i put the bet in and i i agree 100 percent. there are four games that texas tech has to win they have to beat houston they have to beat sf austin they have to beat fiu and they have to beat kansas there's four wins right there right they don't get to six wins and make a bowl. And to be quite honest with you, I mean, getting to a bowl might not save Matt Wells. A bowl win is probably going to save him. But let's say worst case scenario out of those games that they go three and one. Let's say they lose to Houston because Houston Houston's pretty good. Um, and that's Dana Holgrinson. So now throw in at West Virginia who they've beaten the past two years, which I, I think is phenomenal. Then throw in... They're at home against Kansas State. That's a toss-up game. They're at Baylor last game of the year. They have Oklahoma State at home. And then they have Iowa State. And I understand that Iowa State is, is in serious contention here. The one thing that I like is that there's a real heavy crunch for Iowa State. And it's an ugly stretch for them. All the way after their bi- like their bye bi- weeks in the middle, and they go at Kansas State, Oklahoma State at home, at West Virginia, at home against Texas, at Texas Tech, and then at Oklahoma, and then at home against TCU. That is not an easy schedule. Again, I'm not saying that they're going to win, but Texas Tech off a bye week after being at Oklahoma, which they're going to get smoked by Oklahoma. That's a heck of a game for Texas Tech. There are some weird things that happen down in Jones' AT&T Stadium. They beat Oklahoma State a couple years ago. We talked about that. They beat Oklahoma State actually two years in a row. They beat them in 18 and 19. Um, it's just, it's so weird. Again, this is the same Texas Tech team that, you know, blocks the field goal to win the game and then the guy fumbles it and laterals it and they, they pitch it away. Their defense is going to be better for sure. I know nothing about this Tyler show. I I know that there's spring games and everything. I just could not find them. I couldn't get a hold of them. Um, you know they have good wide receivers as always. I they brought in um, they they brought in a new offensive coordinator. He was, you know this is to the point where you, you take a step back and you say when Sunny uh, when when he when Sonny comes in and who played at Texas Tech. You're getting a warning sign, I think, because Yoast was not very good, and the warning sign is you better go faster. We're not going to accept this, and you better put points on the board. And if you want to strengthen your defense, we understand that. But you know, T, uh, you know, West Virginia, Kansas, Kansas State, and then Oklahoma State—that's four games. They have to win two of those if they if they come out. Fermi over five and a half. Period. Point blank.
1: All right. So I'll tell you what. There's only one play I'm, I would play in the Big 12, and I don't
0: I don't even know if it's going to happen. And hear me out here, Kansas. Oh, my God, what are they, one one and a half? In South There's, Dakota State, they might not beat them, but they could they, No,
1: South, South Dakota's still going to be favored in that game. That's insane. So they're going to be favored by... I'm hearing it could be like a touchdown, which is insane. But anyway, South Dakota.
0: Then they the only three games in conference that they have a prayer to win... Would be Baylor, um, Texas Tech, <laughs> Texas Tech and Kansas State, and they get
1: all three of them at home. So they're all going to Kansas, and then they could also beat Duke on the road. Duke is not going to be good in the ACC this year, um, and they have a first-year coach, Lance Lance Leakold. Um He's coming over from Buffalo. He had a winning streak. He won one hundred and nine and six, and won six national titles he's gonna be he he is a good coach um i know it was at a different level but he turned the buffalo program around he did a good job there i it's not gonna happen overnight i could see kansas winning two games um and it's plus 130 that's another reason i looked at this line um that being said they, they have eight losses on the board and they're, they're probably going to, have to play the
0: games um so we'll see. It's gonna come down to four or five games. Oh, of course uh, they get Texas Tech after a bye. Oh
1: they, yeah, they do.
0: Oh god.
1: So we'll see. I don't know that I'm gonna play it, but I, I've been I've been
0: I have my eye on that one as well. Gross. ACC Fermi, anything in there? I've got nothing. I think Clemson's top dog. You you have a couple teams that you like. North Carolina and Miami, um, down in the coastal division should be battling it out for the top. I don't see Pitt as a real threat, nor do I ever see them as a real threat. Um, maybe, maybe Boston College, NC State. I said a team in there that you like. Go ahead for me. I'll hand it over to you. I,
1: so I really like NC State this year. Um, this might be my favorite bet um, on a win total bet, and it's plus one ten. Their win total right now is over six and a half. They went eight and four last year. They returned nineteen starters. They lost Bailey Hockman, was their quarterback, but Devin Leary's back. He got hurt, he's coming back, and he has experience. They also have two freshman QBs that are pretty. They have a lot of potential. Ryan Finley's brother is one of them, um, who's in the NFL. Jonathan Knight, Ricky Person are both back. Dynamic one-two combo in the backfield. They're going to be better on both sides of the ball, and they have a loaded front seven on D. They have their top twelve returning tacklers back. I really like NC State. The number is six and a half. I could easily see them winning eight or nine games this year. They're picked to be second um, to Clemson, and I I definitely don't think they'll contend with Clemson in the Atlantic, but I do think they can beat Boston College. I think they will beat Wake Forest, Florida State, Louisville, Syracuse, um, and they're going to win some games, you know, cross-conference. I I really like NC State this year. Um, They play at Mississippi State, but they get... Southern Florida, they get Furman, they get Louisiana Tech. They should win all of those games, um, and they're going to end the year at North Carolina, and that's going to be a very tough game. Of course, boy, they
0: start three and zero for me. You're in the driver's seat at
1: that point. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yep, yeah, and I, I sort of expect them to start three and zero at Mississippi State. It's going to be a test, but um, they can beat them absolutely. Um, so this this might be my in terms of odds getting that at one ten plus 110. I, I really like like that bet. Um, it's probably my favorite one that i that I found in my research.
0: It's going to be hard not to take some uh, North Carolina overs this year. That's for sure. Same thing with Georgia Tech. I we're going to be taking some of those overs too.
1: Yeah, actually, yeah they don't play defense. They don't play they defense. Can they, score. they can
0: score. Yeah, we took them a couple times. It was nice. Um, anything else? I can't remember if you have anything else in the ACC.
1: No, I don't.
0: I don't. Anyone else that jumps out at you or no?
1: Not really. I mean, I, I think Clemson's, you know, the cream of the crop. I think I think um, Miami's going to be really tough. I'm anxious to see how Sam Howe does with a lot of replacement players coming. or, like stepping up. They lost a lot of talent to the NFL. Both their top two running backs, their top two wideouts, are both gone. Um, but they, I mean, tons of skill position players there. They they do a good job reloading as well. But he has a lot of holes um, to fill. So we'll see how Sam Howe does.
0: Within the Pac twelve team, for me, the North is two teams. That's Washington and Oregon. The South is brutal, man. I mean, USC, Utah, Arizona State, and UCLA. That's a meat grinder, man. We're going to be staying late, up up late some nights watching these games because they're going to be really good games. I I don't have a pick. I hear a lot of people are taking Oregon over nine. Um, they're taking Oregon to win the Pac-12. I I, I don't know if they're as good. I have ridden the Oregon train for a very long time. Um, I'm gonna get off it. I want to see what happens. Um, their schedule their schedule is favorable to them, but I, I would like to see how they play. To be quite honest with you, um, you know they start at Fresno State, then they go to Ohio State, and then they're Stony Brook, Arizona. So they're gonna probably end up three and one, maybe four and one. Sure, I, I don't see you know. Who they're losing to in the back half of their schedule, other than Washington and Utah? So there's three games right there. But other than, with Ohio State, and those are all away games. Everything else is at home, except for one game, UCLA. They lose to UCLA. This thing goes under. I just don't see it. I, I don't. I don't want to put any money on it. I don't trust it, and really have as much information on it. I know you like Arizona State, but they—they're like- they're, in inter- Well, you like their defense.
1: Um, I do and I like Jaden Daniels too, but
0: but um, they're in trouble though, right? Like hurt, like they're in serious trouble.
1: Yes, they are. I'm not touching them this year. I, I refuse to bet on that. Um, I like Washington a lot this year. Um, out of the Pac-12, their win total was over eight and a half. I think they're going to contend for the north with Oregon, like you, you touched on. They have 18 starters back. They have a loaded defense or front front five on offense. They gave up one sack in four games last year. All five guys are back. They're going to just pound the ball down people's throats. Also, they have a really good um, secondary. And listen to this schedule: they got um, their toughest two road games are at Michigan at Stanford, and they get Oregon and Arizona State at home. Every other game is winnable for for Washington. I they're going to
0: be they're going to be tough in the Pac-12. I, I really like Washington over eight and a half. I've never been a huge Washington fan personally, but they are good. And I mean goodness I think they can beat Michigan for me.
1: So do I. I don't even think that's like I'm not even chopping that up as a loss. They're gonna they could easily beat Michigan on the road early in the season. It's their second game, September eleventh at Michigan, and then they get Stanford. Um, but Stanford is coming off of their bye on October thirtieth, so I, I still think they can beat Stanford. That's that's not it. Like I think Washington's front five, they, they are some big dudes. They're going to, listen to this. They are 6'5, 300 pounds, 6'6, 346, 6'6, 348, 6'3, 6'7, 315. Whew. There is meat up there. They're going to just work and grind out yards on offense, man. They're going to be really tough.
0: And it's rainy and it's cold up there later in October. Oh, God.
1: They're going to be tough. Um, so I, I like Washington um, to, to put up eight and a half wins at least. It could be double digits.
0: Independence, Fermi, Notre Dame, Liberty, BYU, Army, New Mexico State, Massachusetts, and Connecticut. I have an underplay, Fermi. I like it. I am going under seven BYU Cougars. Hear, wow. hear me out. I know they had a really, really good year last year, they lost their leader, they, you know, they're, they're, they're good on the O-line, um, and defensively they're returning four starters, but they should be able to fill in some gaps. Um, their coach is really good too. Here's, here's my thing, look at their schedule. So they're going to beat Arizona. Got that one. Then they go Utah-Arizona State. I don't see them winning either of those two games. USF-Utah State. Okay, there's wins. So you're sitting right now at 3-2. and two. I don't see them beating Boise State. Baylor's bad, but can they beat them? That's a coin toss game. Washington State, bad, but that's a coin toss game. Virginia, eh they're not they're not horrible i mean they're, they're they're not good but again those to me are all coin toss games and two of them are away then they get idaho state they'll win that one then they're at georgia southern should win that and then they're at usc i don't see the winning. so count the losses right utah arizona state and then i'm going even with, with what i think should be losses boise state i'll give them baylor okay so they'll 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 beat baylor and then they lose to washington state they lose to virginia and they lose to usc right even if they win one of those other games that's still a push i don't see them beating baylor i don't see them beating washington state i don't see them beating virginia i understand their coin toss games but I just don't see it. I think the coin toss is against them, not for them. And in that situation, I'm taking the under. I, I think that this team is at best 7-5. and five. So give me under 7 BYU. I think they're, I think they're a 6-6, six six, if not worse, team this year. And I think they're going to have to rebuild a little bit. So there it is for me. Two unders already, and we're not even fully halfway through the podcast. What do you think?
1: Unbelievable. So that's not a bad pick. I actually like that. I don't know that I'm going to bet the under on that, but um, I the analysis is, is spot on. I, I don't disagree. But they, they're the only thing I worry about is they are proven winners. They usually bring it. Um, but th- that being said, two of their last they had a big year last year with Zach Wilson. Prior to that, they went seven and six, seven and six. So you're not. You're not far
0: off. I mean, they're sort of in a rebuild year with with a younger quarterback. I look for me. I, I know I'm usually optimistic about this stuff for me, but coming out of last year, I just there's not enough information, right? You just kind of have to go with with what's available. Like, I'm not trying to project too far down. I can't say anything about all these players. I haven't seen half of them, and with such a short season in some of these guys, now BYU doesn't count. They played eleven games, like twelve games last year. But 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 but, but I mean, again with with what they graduate and what they what they shipped out man it's really hard to play in over right now it feels like there's going to be a lot of rebuilding it feels like who the best are they're really really good you're talking about oklahoma clemson alabama georgia ohio state like creme de la creme all the way at the top right then you know there's the real dog crap teams there's kansas there's unlv uh there's ul uh monroe teams like that that are really really bad it really truly feels to me that everything's in the middle this year for me is that a misread on my part am i doing too much to, in, in thinking like that or is that a fair assessment you could be honest tell me you could tell me no, otherwise i mean,
1: I mean- I do think, given the shortened season, I think there's more of a chunky middle, but I think there are definitely more tiers than just sort of a one big blob of middle. Um, (laughs) You know what I mean? A lot of it's driven by conferences, even. You know, like, the middle of the SEC is way better than the middle of half of the conference. You know what I mean? Right, right. It's pretty much better than the middle of every other conference except maybe the Big Ten. So, I... I don't know. There's definitely some segregation there, but I do agree with you that there's a lot of just... Aver- like we, we, It's really tough, and this is this is always why it's difficult. Going into a college season, you don't know a lot of these incoming freshmen. I mean, you can read about them, you can hear about them, but you, you've never seen them play um, in most cases. So it's really tough to make an assessment off of reading stuff out of a magazine or you know any publication that that's trying to rank an incoming class
0: i mean trying to find all the teams that had like 12 wins like look at army right their total is seven and a half i'd go under i'd go under for them i don't know georgia state's not not have bad okay they have a really good quarterback returning as down at georgia state western kentucky they got all those guys that their coaches and the quarterback from houston baptist everyone's going to be all over their overs to start those things are going to be juiced so high i'm gonna wait for once instead of like oh let me jump right into it how about a little, how about a little passive approach right connecticut miami ball state out of three of those should be win ball state's pretty tough then they're at wisconsin then they should beat wake forest air force is a toss-up game should be bucknell should be massachusetts liberty is uh, liberty should beat them and then navy is awful but you can't you can't put anything on that game you you, 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 you can't so, you so wh- show me seven wins show me eight wins excuse me where is eight wins at? i don't know i had thought about them because of the hook And it was even money, but I I just there was just just seeing what BYU lost and the time it may take for them to actually catch up because Army's returning a lot. Okay, they're returning their quarterback. Their 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 defense is stout. I, I I like Monken, their their head coach. Just something to me about BYU screams inconsistency. And if they come out of the first five games, if they're three and three, this thing looks good for me. This thing looks really good for me because I only see three games That 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 they can that they can certainly without a doubt win, okay. And I'm putting those into like the Georgia Southern, Idaho State, even uh, Virginia. And again, I'm still a little skeptical about uh, about Virginia because the guy who was the head coach at BYU before he went to Virginia. I, I think this is a true rivalry game. So you know that one's a that one's a true coin toss. I I'd love to have the guts for me to take over you know, one and a half or two for New Mexico State or Massachusetts. But I can't do it for me. I don't know about you.
1: Well the only the only team I like in the independent is Liberty and I know you touched on them. I like them over nine. I think Malik Willis Bet is is really tough. They were ten and one last year and two freezes has been really good as the coach too. So I think they they could they could run the table. The two games that are gonna give them a problem are Ole Miss and Louisiana. But other than that, I, I could see them easily winning 10 games. So I may place a bet on on Liberty overnight.
0: God, do I want to take under one and a half for Massachusetts. It's, it's plus 115. Pitt, Boston College, Eastern Michigan, Coastal Carolina, Toledo. Then they run into Connecticut. Huge game. That could be their first win, then they go by. Florida State, Liberty, Rhode Island, Maine, New Mexico State. Ooh, Maine's pretty good. Maine's good, D1AA. Good, I don't know anything about Rhode Island. But I, I for me, I, I can't take this. Uh, you know what I mean? The over is one and a half, and it's uh, minus 150. I'm not putting $150 down to win 100 on UMass when you don't know what you're going to get. I may yeah. I may take some overs, though, with this team. I will say that, because yeah, their I'm, defense is trash. I'm
1: fade, full fade
0: there. Full fade into the AAC, where Cincinnati, who... You, you were so mean two years ago, Fermi, and now you love them. UCF, tough as always. Houston should have a good team. SMU and Tulsa, middle of the road there in the AAC. Good God is Navy in the bottom of this barrel. Fermi, I don't have a play in the AAC, but do you have anything?
1: I do not. Um, I'm anxious to see what Memphis does. But I do not have a play. I think I'm just going to full fade AAC this year. Cincinnati's going to be fun to watch, though. Ritter's Ritter's going to have a big year.
0: I like that over week one, 69 uh, with uh, with Houston Clayton Toon coming in there and Dana Holgerson. I'm telling you, this this is going to be tough for Texas Tech. I'd like to see them win, but I certainly see this as a high scoring affair for me. Yeah, the the
1: other thing that is going to be a little interesting is Gus Malzon at UCF this year. So. He's got Dylan Gabriel back, so he's got a good quarterback to play with. We'll see what happens there. That's a, a nice storyline.
0: How do you feel about the old East Carolina Pirates? Everyone's darling from two years ago.
1: I honestly haven't haven't put much into it. They they have a lot coming back, though. They have 10 starters on each side returning. But they were 3-6 and six last year, so um, I don't know much about them. I'll have to read up a little bit on them.
0: Holton Aylers, he's a good quarterback. I, I like him. There's some there's some overs to be had for East Carolina this year. Let me let me let me be another homer on uh, Navy over unders three and a half. If I had to pick it, under under. I don't see them beating Marshall. They're, they're gonna be a dog against Air Force. I don't see them being them. Bye. At Houston, they cannot keep up with Houston. Houston, uh, I know your point. You said to me when we were texting yesterday, boy, they can slow the, they can slow the game down. Yeah, but if you can't score, it doesn't matter if you slow the game down. You know what I mean? So, and then if they get behind, they're gonna be screwed. Um, they're not going to be UCF, SMU, Memphis, Cincinnati, Tulsa, Notre Dame. Good God. They could lose one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games in a row, blank, bye week. East Carolina at Temple and then Army. Where's three wins? Temple? East Carolina? Maybe? Maybe? Oh, where is the three wins? I don't yeah. see. It. I'm more confident. In, I'm more confident in that than I hit BYU, but I put the money on BYU because I didn't want this to be too much of a Homer podcast. It is though. But let's be honest, for me, there. The, where is four wins on this Navy roster? I don't see it.
1: I don't either. I'm with you there.
0: You want to split that for me? You wanna go?
1: <laughs> we make. Yeah, we could split that. That would
0: be fun. <laughs> what What do you have on yours? What do you have on? Um, on DraftKings.
1: Uh, I have Fanduel. Let me see.
0: While he does that and he takes a look, I'm going to jump over into the Mountain West here. I'm going to take another over. I really like this Wyoming team. They're never known for their quarterback play, but let me tell you something: Xavier Valade and you talk about an offensive line for me. Good God, these guys are huge, and this is going to be and their defense tops in the Mountain West. They are going to be a threat for the Mountain West title. They can beat and hang with anyone. They will keep games close. They're going to get two great practice games in before they run into Ball State at home, mind you. So Ball State's going to go up to the highest altitude in the country. Staying with the highest altitude in the country, they're going to get Montana State, who did not have a season last year. Northern Illinois, who's horrible. Then they get ball state, and then they're at Connecticut. The worst that they should be coming out of that is three and one. By week at Air Force, Fresno State, New Mexico should be two and one out of there. You're looking at five wins right now. At Jose at San Jose State that's going to be tough. That's going to be a good game. But then Colorado State, Boise State, Utah State, and Hawaii, I'm telling you, I know Boise State is good, and they're at Boise State. Again, that's the biggest problem with this team, in my opinion right now, is that they're two two of their hardest games at San Jose State and at Boise State, obviously, are away the thing is is that I see this potentially there'd be 4-0 going into a bye week then you have Air Force New Mexico Colorado State Utah State and Hawaii that's nine wins again at worst this team is eight and four give me over uh, eight for Wyoming mr. Fermi Did you find that line on uh, Navy two and a half.
1: you
0: have it at two and a half yeah. Wow. I have it at three. Wait, is my line better? Yes. I, I think I think my I think it's still three and a half on mine because they Cause know. it's
1: under two and a half, it's plus one forty though, which is that's a nice little payout. But that that's that's a big big difference. It is. I like your line better.
0: Oh yeah, um, three and a half. Ooh, for me, we'll have to talk about that after. I'll we'll, we're we gonna post uh, all this stuff on Twitter. Uh, I'll get I'll get into that at the end. But go ahead, for me, thoughts on Wyoming,
1: if any. I like Wyoming. I also my my. My like out of this conference is actually Nevada. I think Carson Strong is a freaking machine. Um, he's he's already getting a lot of press for being the top quarterback coming out of next year's draft, like next year's class. Um, assuming you know Rattler doesn't come out, or you know, it, there's a lot up in the air there. But regardless, um, I think Nevada is going to be a really tough out um, for anybody they play. I think they're going to be a, a big time contender in the Mountain West.
0: What do you think about Adazio up in Colorado State?
1: I, interesting. I, this is his first year, right?
0: I believe, yes. No, it's his second year there. He was there last year. But, I mean, they only played four games because they were awful. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, he has a proven track record. I, he did struggle, I think, when he was at um, Temple, I believe. But um, when he was at Florida, I, I loved him as a coach. So he's. it's going to be interesting. I, I, they, could be, they could be solid. They have a lot coming back.
0: Uh, Hawaii's not an easy win. I mean, Todd Graham's down there. Everyone hates Tom Graham. I think Todd Graham hates Todd Graham. Um, but, I, again, I, just looking at these wins for, for for Wyoming, boy, this conference seems like it's going to be pretty fast-paced this year for me. I, I could be wrong. What do you think?
1: Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think there's going to be a lot of offense in this conference. Wyoming's defense has been was really good last year.
0: I mean, they're tops, um, man. They're, they're, they're linebackers are solid their defensive line is monstrous their offensive line is huge their their quarterback and their wide receivers don't are not great but again they're not throwing the ball a lot and they haven't you know and Craig Bowl has been there for a while now this is his eighth year and yeah they, again they had a bad year last year but I really don't count last year I, I really don't look at that you look at what they've done in years past eight and six eight and five six and six eight and five this seems like an eight win team you know what I mean? At minimum. But maybe they'll break through. I believe that they will at least to nine wins. Hopefully. They, they've got to beat Ball State. They beat Ball State. I'm in the driver's seat. And I'm out, I'll have a pretty nice hedge there at the end because they'll be favored against Hawaii. So if they're sitting at eight wins, I might just take Hawaii for, for a little dabble just to try to make sure that I get some money out of it at the end of the day. You know what I mean?
1: Yep.
0: Yep. Oh, God. Where, what are we All into? Right. Hey, who, do you have anyone else here in the Mountain West or no?
1: No, I do not. Ooh. I do not even have anybody in the Sun Belt. I'm gonna. I will talk Conference USA when you get there.
0: Woo! I'll tell you this much about. It. Let me let me say something real quick about uh, old UNLV. For me, they are poo, and they are sitting at one and a half even money. They might not beat Eastern Washington, Arizona State, Iowa State, Fresno State, UTSA. I think you like those roadrunners. Um, I don't see a lot. Maybe one win. Utah State, San Jose State, at Nevada, at New Mexico, Hawaii, San Diego State, San Diego State and Air Force. Two wins in there, Fermi? I don't think so. Uh, Arroyo's got his work out there, that's for sure. But eh, that would be a sneaky little under there if you're going to take a real, real low total and put a small one. Belt Conference. Fermi, I've got... A, this is my last one. This is my fifth one. The Sun Belt champions. Give me the Ragin' Cajuns. There, the West is atrocious underneath them. Arkansas State, Texas State, South Alabama. Who will be better? And ULM, who is I. I it's an insult to dumpster fires to call them a dumpster fire it is atrocious i don't care about rich rodriguez's uh, uh, rodriguez's kid being down there he's the quarterback and he's the offensive coordinator that means nothing to me watch that'll bite me but that'll bite me in the end louisiana napier is a phenomenal coach i can't believe he hasn't left yet i think he wants an individual title because they had to share it with coastal carolina last year the the the, the east in in the sun belt is going to be really tough georgia state is tough Coastal Carolina, cream of the crop. I see a little bit of regression there. Abstate, they're always good. This is a great, great team. It is a senior heavy team. They return 10 starters on offense, 10 starters on defense. Uh, I don't know how many super seniors they have. For me, plus 120 for Louisiana had to put 100 on them. I see them at minimum... In the Sun Belt Championship Game, they they even have the easier part of the schedule here. Even if they lose to App State, they would just play App State in the Sun Belt Championship Game there. If they beat them and then they have them at home, again, There's a, depending on what the odds are and depending on what the line is, great opportunity to hedge out of that. Um, say that they beat App State and then Coastal Carolina wins. They're gonna be the home team in that situation, again. And Coastal Carolina, who has a lot returning, I don't know how good they're going to be. They're gonna get tested against Texas, but that doesn't matter. Everything else along the way, for me at Georgia Southern, at uh, South Alabama, home against Abb State, at Arkansas State, home against Texas State, home against Georgia State, at Troy, at Liberty, doesn't matter. And then at home against ULM, I don't see them anything short of 10 wins. I don't see them anything short of Sunbelt champions this year. The Louisiana, Ragin' Cajuns, Sunbelt champions, Fermi. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's going to come down to Texas, App State, Liberty. They have to win a game there. If, if they win one of those, I, I can agree with you. I,
0: it, it, I don't even think it matters for their Sunbelt Conference, to be honest with you. No, I agree. Oh, you're talking about the 10 wins. You're talking about the 10 wins. Yes. Yes, yes, wins. yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Dummy, I'm an idiot. I, I remember my first time doing a podcast. Um, I am sorry. I am sorry. Uh, I am not jumping on the Jake Spavitol train anymore. I'm off of that one. I do like what they're doing down at South Alabama. They got Jake Bentley. They got the kid from uh, Utah. He's a real kid. I mean, how old am I? I'm one of my 37 now. Um, they're going to be tough. They lost their running back. They had a really, really good running back. He got drafted. Um, ULM is, again, horrible. Um, Coastal, are they going to be as good for me this year, you think, or no?
1: I think they're going to be pretty tough, man. I, I, it's hard. To me, it's a toss-up between them and App State out of the East. I, I don't know what's going to happen there. Another another storyline I'm just intrigued about is the bouncing around with Butch Jones. He starts his his first year at Arkansas State this year, so we'll see what happens here. I feel like his previous like two or three jobs have just been train wrecks, but we'll see what happens.
0: I mean you gotta take them over for games, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean what a Wayne Hatcher, I like him. Marcel Murray, he, he could get drafted, he's pretty good. They always have good wide receivers. Their defense will be, you know, shredded on a weekly basis, um, and get waxed with a lot of penalties. End of the year, Fermi. Over city, baby. ULM, Georgia State, Texas State. See y'all <laughs> see y'all in November. I'll be taking a lot of overs then. Let's jump over. I can't believe this. I think I'm I think I'm I'm starting to wear off on you here, Fermi, long distance. Conference USA. What do you got?
1: Dude, I love the Roadrunners. Texas San Antonio, UTSA Roadrunners, they're over a seven and a half. I got it at minus 110. They went seven and five last year in Jeff Trailers' first year. He put in a new offense and defense last year and didn't have a spring practice because of COVID, went seven and five. This year, he gets 21 of his 22 starters back and only losing their tight end year over year. So, Last year, they lost to Louisiana Bowl game, a close game. This team is going to be really good this year. They're going to be sneaky good. Last year, they were plus eight points per game in offense compared to the prior year, and minus eight points per game on defense, meaning eight points better on defense as well. They're going to another year with a lot of returning starters, second year in the offense. Watch out. It's going to come down to... I have them easily pegged at seven wins, simply. They need to win a game out of Illinois, Memphis, Western Kentucky, UAB, and they could win all four of them. They, they are capable of winning all of those games. I don't think they have a loss on their schedule that I don't feel like they're going to be in the game You know, going into it. So um, schedule favorability, you're going to hear the name Sincere McCormick. Watch out, dude. That guy is, is for real. Um,
0: UTS at this conference USA. so proud of you for so proud of you on that <laughs> I'm, I am staying out of this conference this year I, I'm, I may or may not you know look at you know Charlotte for some overs um, Marshall Leer defensive coordinator I can't remember where he went he went somewhere pretty good um, that has to be taken into consideration. Western Kentucky, I want to see UT Martin, let's see what happens, then stay away from them for, for Army West Point game. Uh, but then Indiana, Michigan, UTSA, but then Old Dominion, FIU. They could be getting there late. They could be clicking late in the season. Um, FAU... Has some some pretty good talent returning. Ten stars on offense, ten stars on defense. Um, their, their defense is surprisingly good. I mean, Taggart's done actually a really nice job down there. Old Dominion's going to be poop um, for sure. UAB is tough. Uh, UTSa. I, I was thinking about it with you, but I'm going I'm to wait. I'm going to I'm going to kind of hold on them. I'm going to see what their lines are early in the year. See if there's some value. Louisiana Tech. Skip Holtz. Oh, I don't got. I don't got anything good. Southern Miss. Maybe look for them um, down there. Uh, they 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 could be. A, they could be a hit or miss team this year. And their their schedule at the start is, is pretty favorable. South Alabama, Grambling, Troy, and then they go to Alabama, but then Rice, UTEP, and then UAB. Eh. Just take a look at them i got nothing on on north texas anymore i'm surprised latrell's still there um he has not had a good run the past couple years he could be out if things don't go well and stay away from utep for me i have zip zero nada on the mac
1: same here man i just love matching we'll get enough uh we will be betting the match
0: everyone's all over toledo um in ohio frank zolich is out. Um, he's he's he got sick. Um, he has some health concerns. So I think that he's not going to be coaching Candle um, for, um, for for Toledo is certainly a very very good coach um, But I mean he's been you know, right around 500 the past three years um, They had that monster year in 2017 But I, I don't see anything really that that stands out to me Kent State who had a really really magical year I um, And then you look at Central Michigan, who, like, had that really, really weird year, you know? And then they ended up, like, they kept winning in in 2019, and then they lost in the MAC title game. I know nothing about Eastern Michigan. North Illinois, Northern Illinois is is horrible. Um, I bet on, uh, what's it called? I I bet on Ohio years ago. Uh, Kent State is going to go fast. So maybe some overs. I, I don't know, but I, I have nothing productive on them. That's for sure. And Bowling Green is terrible. Yep. <laughs> so, oh my God, for me, that was the most refreshing 57 minutes and 15 seconds that I've had in a very long time.
1: Dude, that was a fun pod.
0: Final thoughts headed into the season for the preseason and any win totals or conferences, or anything that you're going to be looking for heading into Week Zero?
1: Not really. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bet the five that I disclosed today. I'm gonna take UTSA. I'm gonna take NC State, Minnesota, Washington, Liberty. Those are gonna be my five. Um,
0: if I do anything else, we'll we'll hit up Twitter and obviously disclose those before the season starts. But that's where I'm leaning. I'm on five overs right now. I can't believe that for me. I'm so proud of you.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, I mean I it will be a it will leave a bad taste in my mouth if they're they're trending to hit over and then COVID gets in the way or something like that. That would that would not be fun.
0: That would not be fun? No it would not be. But I mean goodness gracious for me, that is that is awesome that you've got that many overs. You've got more overs than I have this year. For now.
1: I'll be I'll definitely be under in more games games themselves i like win total over stuff.
0: So. there's no reason to do a week zero podcast i've got four lines real quick for you um also for me i guess we should tell everyone we're, we're gonna move the podcast to wednesdays we're gonna get you guys earlier so since they changed you know when we first did this um there was no uh you know legalized gambling in the country and now that there was there's all this legalized well it, it just got started to be honest with you and um now that people have access to lines earlier, we figured we'd do the pod earlier so that you can get the lines that we have, that we see. Um, so we're going to do a Wednesday podcast, and then we'd like to do a quick like five- to seven-minute f- podcast on Saturday mornings, um, if we can, if we have enough time to get in to let you know our picks or if anything's changed, if we're taking anything extra. Anything that you want to add to that for me? No, I think that's exactly what we talked about. I think, I think that is more
1: beneficial and... If we, if we hit our, our main points on Wednesday and then things obviously change news leaks out on, on you know between Wednesday and Saturday of course um, that could make a difference so we could do a quick little recap and make sure nothing um, has moved the needle you know from Wednesday
0: right um, four games that are of note for me for week zero Nebraska Illinois Nebraska's minus 7 over under 55 Hawaii UCLA uh, UCLA minus 17 over under 70. Uh, New Mexico State, UTEP. UTEP minus 9 over under 56.5. Connecticut, Fresno State. Fresno State minus 27.5 over under 62.5. Any thoughts for me on any of those four games? Honestly,
1: no. What, have you, what are you leaning
0: towards? I mean, come on. You already know this answer. Uh, of, the, of those four games, which game would I take over?
1: which game would
0: you take over Nebraska, Illinois, Hawaii, UCLA, Utah, New Mexico state, Connecticut, Fresno state.
1: Utah.
0: No, I have no idea. Hawaii, UCLA.
1: Oh,
0: you do love Hawaii. I, I do. I, I, I take the over 70. Now, if I, if I take something, that'll be it. I'll put that on Twitter. But other than that, we're going to get this, um, we'll get into week one again. We'll post all this stuff. Also, I want to throw this out there to everyone. Uh, we had an incredible amount of downloads, and I am so happy. We're, we're far over a thousand downloads. We're working our way up to like over two thousand downloads for a bunch of ham and eggers, uh, I'll speak on behalf of for to say thank you very much. We really appreciate this, and something that we're going to do also, if you want to, just shoot me a, a, a DM or shoot me a tweet uh, at Doctor Underscore Goose and the. Uh, the O's are zeros so it's you know capital D lowercase R underscore g zero zero se shoot me shoot me a DM if you want to come on the podcast on Saturday morning when we do our little five to seven minutes and you want to tell us your picks and, and tell us your analysis for you know in between five like I said five to ten minutes do it you guys have been sharing this I saw our statistics we are all over I think we're on every continent we've been in every continent it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable to, to see that people in Japan and Ireland and and, and Eastern, you know other parts of Eastern Asia and South America are, are downloading our podcast. Again, we're, we're, we're in Eastern and Western Pennsylvania, and, and people are listening to us. We greatly appreciate that, and for that, we want to do something that other people don't. We want to give you an opportunity not just to tweet at us. Call so, shoot me a shoot me a message. Give me a like. Give us a like. Uh, or when we post picks. if you say hey, I'd like to I'd like to come on Saturday. You know, I'll I'll give you my number. You and I we'll talk. We'll text, and then we'll get you on the line. And and you can you can talk with us. It'll be an absolute and total blast to have other people on there. I mean, for crying out loud, Axon Jackson called the NFL playoffs. You know what I mean? And he was what twelve years old for me. So. <laughs> You did a great job too. Seriously, so c- come on on. i like I said, I'll give you my number. Uh, we can talk. We'll, we'll get you. We'll get you on here. Uh, any thoughts to that? To to the people who have who have listened to us for me and uh, and made us a part of their week at some point in time.
1: No, you you hit the nail on the head, man. I, I like just like I really appreciate all of our listeners as well. Um, this has been a, a fun ride for the last several years, and we like you said, we're just ham and eggers. We like to do this for fun, and we we just love watching games anyway. So why not just make it a little bit more interesting and and throw throw a couple bucks on some games. So um, thanks to all you viewers and listeners out there, subscribers and we're
0: going we're gonna to have a good year. It's going to be fun. Let's get after it. Listen, um, I hope everyone continues to stay safe out there and make sure that you stay healthy. Like I said, uh, both Fermi and I, uh, I had it and it was not fun for either of us. So, you know, continue to take care of yourself. Be healthy. Eat well. Exercise. And make sure that you speak to the appropriate people. Uh, medical professionals. Not me, who's a fake doctor. Uh, but real doctors when it comes to uh, your own personal advice. So, continue to stay safe. Uh, be safe. Be well. And remember, through this entire season especially after last year it's only a problem when you're losing we'll see you guys in week one we'll talk to y'all soon